Matthew 4, 12 through 23. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And as he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. And immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, will the meditation of all of our hearts, the words of my lips, be pleasing unto you, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. So today, in Matthew's scripture, it alerts us to the launch of Jesus' ministry, his public proclamation, and Matthew does not want us to miss out on it. This scripture signals the beginning of what God is doing in and through Jesus. Matthew tells us that now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum on the coast of the seas. Now, this is actually the third move by Jesus. Count with me. First, fleeing from Bethlehem and Herod's anger, arriving in Egypt. That's one. The second, returns to Israel, but the reign of Herod's son leads them to settle in Nazareth. That's two. This third move now brings Jesus to Capernaum in Galilee, his home base for his public ministry. From there, he will travel from place to place, proclaiming the message of God. So the onset of Jesus' ministry comes on the heels of the interruption of John's public activity, his arrest. Jesus begins to declare his kingdom message, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is what Jesus came for, to announce and usher in God's kingdom. And while we usually and correctly say that Jesus came to earth to die, I believe it is more true to the Gospels to say that he came first to live. He came to announce, to invite sinners into, proclaim what this life looks like. And in the end, bring God's kingdom. 
Jesus' death takes its true significance only in connection with that which he lived for and proclaimed, which is God's kingdom. Matthew's Jesus is an itinerant preacher, which I love. I grew up in that. I am that itinerant preacher. He was a constant wanderer, embraces God's call to find those who are in need of a word of God wherever they might live. Jesus launches his public ministry, and as time passes, Jesus will spend almost all of his time launching new things, healings, teachings, sharing with others new ways of living. And the launch of his public ministry led then to the account, the calling of the disciples. Hear again these words. Jesus summons with irresistible authority, and the men responded with radical obedience. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. He said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And as he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. A radical call and an equally radical response. They immediately followed, seemingly with no qualifications, no questions asked. They leave their professions. There is no suggestion as to how they will be provided for. There's no promise of upward mobility in this. It implied that they left their families behind as well. And in doing so, they are learners. They become apprentices who do not have to qualify for such a relationship. They're utterly ordinary individuals called to extraordinary tasks. As we, and they will soon learn. Teaching, proclaiming the kingdom, healing. These will become the integrated parts of their ministry. I doubt they really understood what fishing for people really meant. Yet they follow without hesitation. As Jesus calls them to follow, He creates a new community. A community not based on family ties. A community based on Jesus. A community that will make a formal witness to Jesus' new vision for the world. A new community to simply define as those who live in communion with Jesus and with one another. So at the outset of his ministry, Jesus learns of the arrest of John. He begins to proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is drawing near. It's a message of good news. Not talking about how to go to heaven. Not talking about escaping this world into another one. But of God's sovereign rule coming on earth as it is in heaven. A call to follow Jesus where He leads us. Now, sometimes we might miss the true depth of what is going on here. What is happening in this scripture. 
So let's look at the nature of the call itself and its implication for those who follow. First, Jesus calls, Jesus calls people as they are, from where they are, being who they are. Let's hear that again. Jesus calls people as they are, from where they are, being who they are. Perfection is not expected, is not a prerequisite to be issued the call, but willingness is. Willingness is. Willingness to go forward is essential, but having everything else worked out is not. Second, Jesus calls people simply to follow. No detailed instructions of job descriptions are included in the call. Jesus tells people to follow Him. The reveals of the role that they are to play as they go along, the invitation is to follow Accompany, learn from, respond to, and imitate. To be loyal to, bond with, and abide in. We will discover, we will discover where we are to go and what we are to do as we follow. We don't know at the beginning. As we follow. The call to follow is a call to a new beginning. And the Christian life is always part of the call to begin something in the same vein. When we follow, we are being summoned to start something new, something different, something adventurous. In the movie The Matrix, Neo, the main character, is sought out by Morpheus and others in telling Neo that he is being called to change the world. In the Fellowship of the Rings, Frodo Baggins is urged by the wizard Gandalf to leave behind his comfortable existence and set out on a new quest. In both of these cases, the characters are confronted with a call that will change them completely. If you haven't seen those movies, you should check them out. As Christians who hear and answer the call of Jesus to follow, we will forever be starting something new. These beginnings will come bearing both hope and challenge. We follow Jesus into the future. That which is beyond our knowledge and beyond our control. And so, the call to Andrew, Peter, James, John, and even us today is set within the context of of what Jesus will be doing as we move forward. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The call is to the unknown in many ways. Learning as we go along, we follow Jesus, and Jesus leads The most significant thing we see in the story is something that sometimes is not necessarily obvious to us. The four fishermen leave what they are doing and immediately follow Jesus. Almost as if they have been waiting their whole lives to hear His voice. To be issued this call so that when it comes, they drop everything and follow. 
restless hearts. So restless that when they hear Jesus' call to follow, they can do nothing else but leave everything behind and follow. There was no star to lead them. There were no earthquakes shaking them up. Just a voice that strikes the ear amid the ordinariness of our lives, of their lives, and announces that God is present and is calling. All of us face such moments in our lives that challenge our spiritual center of gravity, that want, that want to shift us from focus on self to something new, a beginning, something from a larger context, bigger than ourselves. There's such a call on a lot of people And we celebrate that tomorrow. Many of you might have the day off. Some might not. Some might still have to work. The day we honor and we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. And we can hear the story of how African-American sharecroppers, college students, priests, and pastors all felt themselves called to leave behind the lives that they had known and devote themselves to the civil rights movement and that struggle a call that was larger than themselves. Friends, it's not often easy to answer the call. There are always possible difficulties ahead. But answering the call changes us. Like waiting our whole lives for something to come along that lifts us up out of our ordinary existence and transforms us Waiting to hear the call. Living with an unfulfilled passion that will make us live beyond anything that we've ever dreamed when we do answer the call. Waiting for the phone to ring. Now, waiting for the phone to ring and answering the call sometimes is hard. It's challenging. I remember... My dad telling me stories about when it was that time of year in the United Methodist Church where DS's, his boss, the district superintendent, were making phone calls about moves. He was scared to answer the phone some years. He didn't want to. And I knew last year that we were moving, did not know where, and waiting for that phone to ring. Sometimes that phone call, when you're waiting and you're anticipating that call, does not come quick enough. Sometimes when we're waiting for Jesus to call us, it does not come quick enough for us. It's for Peter, James, John, and Andrew. Maybe that call wasn't quick enough for them, but it came. And they left everything they were doing to follow, to learn, to lead lives of imitating Jesus. And sometimes that's hard. A lot of times that's hard, isn't it? Things get in the way. But we, these disciples 
and for us. Maybe we've been waiting our whole lives for something to come along, for Jesus to call us. to do something bigger than ourselves. Bigger than anything we've ever dreamed of. Waiting for that phone to ring. Come. Come, Lord Jesus, with that call. Because I know I am, and I believe we are ready to answer that call what it means for us as individuals, what it means for us as a church to be the hands and feet in our community. To spread the love, the joy, and the grace, and the mercy of Jesus Christ. I believe that when that call comes, and it comes different times, and it comes not just once, but multiple times, I believe, that we will follow. We will follow. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our